0: NFL Nation! We're here! The first ever NFL DraftCast! NFL is back! The fall is here! We are pumped! I am here with my two favorite co-hosts, Jason Mizrahi. Dave, you know, I don't really know how to pronounce your last name. Help us out. How do you pronounce your last name?
1: It's Gleckner.
0: Gleckner? Yeah. You've seen us already for the college show last week. And now we're coming giving you... The NFL picks for the first week one of the NFL. It's going to be a big week. I'm super excited to dive in. Uh, We're going to skip over for tonight, for the most part, the Bills-Rams game. Because that's Thursday night. That's not going to be on the main slate. An exciting game. It should be explosive. Tonight we're going to focus on the main slate. A ton of games to go through. Before we do so, Jason, how are you doing tonight?
2: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Other than being super sick. uh, Doing pretty good. Other than Mets losing, pretty good. Um, so I'm ready for the ML- NFL season. MLB is getting, uh, you know, into the dog days of summer, you know, fall time right now. Mets are looking so good the last couple of days. So excited about NFL week one. Excited to see, uh, sticks, picks, projection models up on the site for week one. Already started hammering some props. Allen Robinson, Nico Collins got some good numbers on them. We're going to be giving out, uh, props throughout the show. Um, a lot of DFS plays. So excited and obviously, you see the promo up top. We got a $5.99 per week special and also promo code WINBIG to get you a free week to lock in with us at windailysports.com. So excited about that. Get everybody in the expert chat. We did our 14-team uh, season-long draft last night. Dave sniped me on a couple of picks, so I'll make sure to <laughs> snipe him on a couple of picks yeah. tonight, man.
0: And for those of you who don't know, we this draft cast concept, we do it with the golf. Uh, we're bringing it over to the NFL. I'll break it down in more detail in a minute. Before I do so,
1: Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I can't wait. I'm so excited to be part of this crew, be part of this team, and have a little fun because we're doing what we love and what everybody else loves. Football's king, right? And we're about to lay out the week one NFL DFS slate, have our own little fun with it, but also give you value at the same time. So, Joe, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I will say, um, don't love the colors that you're wearing right now
0: Uh, as a Giants fan.
2: Oh, there you go. We're going to struggle with
0: you guys on the field (laughs) this year, so I'll make up for it without drafting you each week and making sure we get our way over here on the draft cast. Uh, But for those of you who are unaware, the draft cast is something we've started uh, on the Golf PGA show where instead of just going through every position or every team and picking the players we like, we're actually going to have a draft, right? Snake draft like you would your fantasy draft for your season-long team. We're going to do it for Daily Fantasy. The concept is you have to stay within salary. So you can't just take all the best players for your team. You have to build a real DraftKings roster through the draft uh, that you can actually afford and play on a Sunday. Uh, So we also can't overlap, right? So if there's a value guy that's an obvious smash that everyone wants to play, he's probably going to go early, right? So you draft him accordingly within the draft cast. Uh, week one is just going to be the three of us drafting as the season goes on. We are going to incorporate the audience as we do. We're going to bring on guests. We'll be drafting a fourth spot. So be accustomed to this being a four man draft most weeks. Give you a couple more players that we'll go through and talk about. But for tonight, we're going to go a three headed draft for the opening slate. Um, and we've also, as Jason said, we're going to go through some uh props, we're going to talk about some bets, some uh some winners that we like. So keep your, keep your ears open. We'll go through maybe some of the props and things like that as we draft, and maybe we'll add a few um, game bets at the end as well. Before we get into the draft and tee that up, is there anything in particular this week that you guys want to highlight heading into week one?
2: Uh, bankroll management is a big key, man. Like you're you're starting a week. I know you want to get excited. There might even be some overlay to be had. But, you know, plan out your bankroll so you're still fighting and surviving, you know, week 12, week 13, week 14. is a long season. And, you know, week one, you know, like I said, if there's some overlay out there, you can attack and be a little bit aggressive. Um, but if there's not, you know, be reserved and make sure you stay within your bankroll and you don't, you know, throw all your money at week one. Because there's a lot of questions going into week one. Uh, there will be some opportunities, but definitely a lot of questions. So bankroll management is a key. You know, know what game you're playing. Contest selection is so huge. You know, single entries is where you really want to focus a lot of your, you know, your tournament plays in, not just throwing all your money at the million maker. And then for your double ups, you want to try to go to single entry, big field double ups. I think that's the best way to go. Or post, you know, dollar, $2 head-to-head or or cash games also would be, you know, good expected value back to you. So, Contest selection, bankroll management is a smart way to go and know what you're playing. If You're playing cash games. You know, there's going to be certain guys you're going to need to lock in. And if you're playing GPPs, don't play all the chalky guys because you're trying to take down a million make or something like that. It's almost impossible, but it's definitely impossible if you're playing everybody who's 30, 40, 50% on. That's for sure. So those are my words of advice. Obviously, check out our tools at WinDaily. Lineup Optimizer is live. Uh, projection models, player prop models will be live shortly as well. Articles will be flowing out every single day this week. So check out the articles and definitely hop in our expert chat. And we'll do another Sunday live stream before Sunday morning. Because I'm sure week one, there's going to be a lot of news trickling in where, say, you know, J.K. Dobbins doesn't play. And Mike Davis is going to be the starter, you know, versus the Jets. You might want to get some Mike Davis. As much as that sounds disgusting right now, it might sound good Sunday morning when he's close to minimum salary going into week one.
0: Totally. I totally agree. Uh, and the other thing to keep in mind with week one is there's still so many more unknowns, right? By week six, seven, we'll know what teams are getting beat by tight ends every week and who we want to attack. You're not going to know that week one. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt to me. That just means more GPPs, right? a little bit more randomness than, I, than you know, when I, I'll play more cash when I know more. But how about you, Dave? How are you cautioning us for week one?
1: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, the typical strategy, like Jay said, on the other, on the flip side, you know, you all know you play MLB as a stack game. Um, NFL gets into a little bit of stat concept too. definitely if you're looking quarterback receiver, you got to pair those two up, you got to have a right area. And if you can double up on those, um, it's key, you don't want to take two or three receivers from the same team, but you really got to hit on the one in the quarterback. And like you guys said, week one, a lot of unknowns out there, right? So I'm using a little bit of what teams were last year based on some of their adjustments, and trying to play that a little bit. We knew the Lions couldn't stop the run. We knew the Texans couldn't stop the run. They haven't got that much better. A couple draft picks here and there, they're still going to be not as good. So we're going to try and attack certain areas that were trends from last season.
0: Totally. And that's the best insight we can do, right? Usually teams have the same schemes, so those schemes are are susceptible to certain player types and things like that. Uh, And all the information you can get right now for – $5.99 Five ninety nine a week? Oh,
2: free. Free. You don't even have to pay the $5.99 week one. Just use promo code WIMBIG. You lock in for free. So no risk there. You don't, you know, that's that's best bankroll management possible. Get the chips in for free. So even better, Joel. So yeah, we're giving out, man. We're giving out ways to come in and talk to us in our in our Discord chat. And you know, if you got season long questions as well, we're here to help you with that as well.
0: Obviously, uh, this is a no-brainer for right now. Go ahead, get signed up. But if you want here's the, he's see He's in Vegas right, right now. Actually he's
2: packing he's packing hair products right now for <laughs> his trips to Vegas. He's going to Vegas tomorrow. So the hair products, the comb, the brush, it's all being pushed into the luggage right now. One day this
0: season, Sia will be a guest drafter. Oh, for we sure. Will, we will for get sure. We'll get all the insights from all all the the ringers and the great hair that Sia brings. But <laughs> uh, for tonight, we are going to have that inaugural first ever NFL draft cast. I'm super pumped. We do have a draft board ready for tonight for our three headed draft. Again, I will reiterate the rules as we get this up. It's going to be stakes style, one through three, and then three picks first in the second round back in front. You have to stay within salary for the uh, for you to build a real DraftKings lineup. Um, and I want you guys, we'll, we'll let us out as a team, you know, do we want this to be conceptually lineups that we're going to build for GPPs? Are these going to be for single
2: entry for cash game? GPPs, you right? we're going with GPPs. Oh, we no want to take, take something big down, man. Definitely GPPs.
0: So that doesn't mean, right. We're going to play GPPs. That doesn't mean that all the high owned guys, we're not going to play. All that means is if you're going to play one of the really high owned guys, you got to balance out your roster, right? That I means some mm-hmm. of your other guys have to be low owned. So, you don't have all the chalk. But you can still enter a chalky player or two in a GPP. Just make sure you balance it out with the rest of your roster. So uh, without further ado, Dave, if you don't mind bringing up the draft board.
1: Let's give it a spin here, see how she looks, and then we can hopefully start with some fun. It's up.
2: uh Okay, there you, we'll you go. go, there you now go, there you, there you go. Cutting Joel's face up for a second. <laughs> All right, we're
1: good, we're lag- good. You know, they're a little lag in the XL, but we're here, we're here, and we're ready to go. So, Joel, who should go first? So, Dave, you're going to pick first, then
0: I will pick second. Jason, you'll have two, and we'll go okay. back. We'll build out our full squad here. Make sure you keeping an eye on your salary. Obviously, draft intelligently so that you don't run out of money at the end, because if you do, your team's going to be disqualified. Uh, With that being said, Dave, with the first pick in the inaugural NFL Driftcast, you were on the clock.
2: Yeah, you Uh, know, I'm I'm, taking Jalen Hurts right now. (laughs) Why? You know, I wanted a little drama.
1: You know, they lead up with something, but you are dead right, Jay. I'm going Jalen Hurts at the 6,800K going against the Detroit Lions. How could I not? I think he's the best value on the board from a quarterback perspective. Last year, he was number six overall in quarterbacks in DraftKings, um, and now he's going up against a defense that is just pretty much a sieve. You know, they have a good defensive front with Hutchinson there now, but Hurts is the factor there, right? He can run away from that. Um, I think he's the best value from a quarterback. I'll take him 6,800. Plug him in, and away we go.
0: Jalen Hurts with the first
1: overall pick
0: ever on the Draftcast. Feel some sort of way about that as a Giants fan, but uh, <laughs> and I don't love him as
1: a player, but I love him as a fantasy option.
0: That's fair. I agree with that. I actually don't love yeah. him as a player either, but he is good in fantasy. He gets a lot of yards of the light. They got a good offense. They got a good off the line. Um, you know, I think I'm. I feel either way with him this week. I think it could be a really good smash spot for him against the Lions team that has a lot of question marks. I do think the Lions are going to be a little bit improved, and I think they may be a little better than people are giving them credit for. But we'll see. I mean, week one, I do think the Eagles are going to be a really good team this year, so I think this could be a good spot, especially at a good price for, for her. Here, all
1: right. So, I guess all it's right. over to
0: you. I'll go next. So, my strategy week one, there's a lot of games on this slate, right? Obviously, there's no bye weeks this week. There's just a lot of options to choose from. Um, and so, with that being said, my strategy is to really target some of the more explosive games, the obvious ones, right? The ones that you know, it seems maybe it's the Arizona Chiefs game or the Oakland-San uh, Diego game. So I think it was a really glaring value play at wide receiver with Juju Smith-Schuster, who looks to be the number one receiver with Pat Mahomes. And against an Arizona team who is known last year to be really good against tight ends, I don't know if they still will be this year. But if that carries over and they can take Kelsey out, I need some of those receivers to make plays. I think the best bet. To do so is Juju mister at fifty two hundred. I think I'm getting a really good value um, at that price.
2: I love nice it. Little, nice little play there, man. That's a good value. Taking the value off the board early. Pretty smart by you. <sighs> this is something. Ooh, let's see what I'm gonna do here, man. I don't know where to go, man. There's there's some strategy that goes into this now, um, with the way things are playing out um, already. I'm gonna go. I'll stay in that game. And I'm going to go and give this guy a shot. Could come back to Birmingham. We're talking GPPs here. I think a lot of people going to go to the passing game in that game in KC. But let me go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 5,400. Get some value out of the running back spot. Similar to what Joel said, look, I want to get, you know, access to these high-scoring games. Give me an opportunity to go out there and get some value. He'll probably be the lowest owner of the pieces in Kansas City. People are going to flock to Kelsey, probably Juju. Uh, Clyde will probably be the cheapest guy out there, so I'm gonna go with Clyde, and then not sure who I'm gonna run it back with yet if I go to that game, but I'm gonna hope that this guy's gonna be somewhat slept on a little bit. And I'm gonna go Devonte Adams with my uh, top wide receiver right now, hoping, hoping that Darren Waller sits by the time Sunday comes around, and that becomes even a stronger pick, but. Check out news on Waller. You know, if Waller is out, I, I do like Renfro as well. I'll give a bump to Adams as well. I think he plays, but as of right now, it could be – I don't know. What, what do you guys have it at? Have you heard anything on Waller as of late? Um, last I heard, might be out week one, but probably leaning more towards playing. Yeah, he he, he was going to practice tomorrow, they're saying,
1: um, but it's hamstring, right? So I, I i don't know, but this team's got a lot of hype behind them. And I think if he's any 80, 90 percent he's playing.
2: Okay.
0: But at the same time, even if he plays, right, I don't know how involved he's be. Is he gonna be a decoy or are yep. they gonna be heavily involved in the game plan, right? So uh, you know, almost having him playing as a decoy is probably I think would probably be best case for for Adams here because you know, at least maybe take some of the coverage off of him and still get the ball plenty. I like the pick there. Um all right, so for me, I'm gonna tr- I'm trying my my ideas. I, I want to be as balanced as I can this week. I think you can build a roster full of guys who are gonna be really well. I don't really see any of the higher price guys in a super big smash Bot week one, so I, I think we can find a lot of balance uh, and build out a pretty well rounded roster. Um, so my next pick is going to be. Rashad Bateman. The Mm -hmm. reason behind it is, the Jets stink, and I want to target the Jets, especially, they're going to score a lot of points, and there's so many question marks around their running game right now with, uh, you know, we don't know if J.K. Dobbins is healthy, like we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we might be be Mike Davis kind of leading their backfield this week, which you know, it's not the sexiest thing in the world, so somebody's going to score, right? I think the two obvious choices are bateman and and mark andrews and um i think at this price you know again 5300 i think baseman could be in a smash position against this jets team so i like the value
1: here i think it's great i think bateman is going to be really good this year i think he's worth somewhere in the fourth round in a lot of drafts and i i like the this week is probably the cheapest you'll see him all year and you're right i mean i'm not sure if sauce is playing and that even if he does it's a new cornerback so it's a good pick i i really like it and you know what Lamar's playing for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. exactly.
0: Lamar, and not only that, you know, yeah, I don't, the narrative is going to be, you know, are they even going to, he's going to look to pad his stats, right? Regardless, you know, they're not going to let him, you know, just kind of knee the ball. He's going to be going out there, even if they're winning by a lot and throwing touchdowns and doing things that will be fantasy friendly because of the contract.
1: Yep. All right, you guys got me because I'm I'm torn on this next one, but I'm gonna take a chance here and a guy that is also a little bit questionable with a hamstring I think provides excellent value, and that's Eli Mitchell out of San Francisco. I just think Did it again, man, sniping picks again, Dave. I Already um, put in my uh,
2: DraftKings lineup here. I got now I gotta rearrange my lineup because of you, man. Look at you.
1: I I, I might even put that one in bold for you, but um, <laughs> you know I you guys all know it. I mean, the guy is a, he just is a downhill runner, runs hard in that zone blocking run scheme that Shanahan likes to run versus a weak bears defensive front. Um, I think this is a dream matchup. The only concern here is injury. They've already cut Trey sermon. Um, it's Eli's job. So if we can get Eli running here, I, I think that we, we post some potential for a great day out of Eli. So I'll take him and then going deeper. This is where it gets, you know, a little bit tricky, but, I'm going to stick with another value matchup, and that's Antonio Gibson. Um, As Joel is building a lineup here as well, more balanced, I think spending money at this range um, makes a lot of sense where I can probably pay up for receivers later. Jacksonville was the worst against the run, second worst um, last year. And, you know, unfortunately, Gibson's biggest threat, he's on crutches right now. Um, you know, McKissick will get a little bit, but um, I think Gibson could have a big game against Jacksonville.
0: You're right. I think people might be overlooking him a little bit because it seems like he lost the the battle position battle in camp. It was he was just the arrow pointing down on him all kind of summer long, and then people are kind of just forgetting like, well, the competition's gone now. It's his job. He, they kind of lost it, and he's <laughs> gonna get a lot of cattle, So I think he is a nice sneaky play here at that price. Um, all right, I'm gonna make a big homer pick here. Uh, you know, you did it with your first pick with Jalen Hurts. And not just making on home, I Listen, I'm obviously a Giant fan, but I do think he's a good pick. I think they underpriced him a little bit this week in Saquon Barkley. At 6,100, listen, he is the he is the Giant's offense. They're going to get him as many touches as he can get. I do think the Giants are going to have an improved offensive line where well, there may be some more holes for him to run through. It's not an easy matchup. This is going to be a – the Tennessee's got a tough front seven. They can stop the run, but – Saquon is not limited to just running the ball. They're going to throw him the ball in the backfield. They'll get plenty of touches. Um, At 6,100, I think he's in the upper echelon of backs. It's just a big discount for him.
2: I'm going to stop putting players in my DraftKings lineup because you guys keep taking them. (laughs) So I, I, I I had both those dudes locked in. So just to avoid the potential stealing of the Giants' defense, I kind of like the Giants' defense. So I'm going to go there, 2,300. That opens some stuff up for you. Look, I'm never really the type of guy that's going to pay up for defen- defenses. There's so much variance when it comes to defense. Obviously, you know, Baltimore looks pretty good against the Jets. You got the Colts versus Houston. San Fran versus Shy, But, um, you got Cleveland versus Carolina should be fun. Um, Saints versus Atlanta. Some good defenses out there, but Tennessee doesn't really scare me. If you stop Derrick Henry, um, I think there's a potential where – The Giants look good at times defensively at times, Joe, I don't know. You kind of like not, not remembering too many good games at a Giants (laughs) defense, but like at times they played all right. So, you know, it's, it's Tannehill. It's Derrick Henry. If you can stop Derrick Henry, you should be all right. And then the other guy I'm going to go with is Michael Pittman, 5,500. John the Taylor is not scoring. You got, yeah. At least I got somebody here. At least I got someone back. Um, if it's not Jonathan Taylor scoring, and I think a lot of people are going to be playing Jonathan Taylor. They see the Houston matchup. It's some good leverage, too. You know, I think Pittman is good leverage over the field, potentially. I want to see what his ownership comes in when we get closer to Sunday. You know, it's too early to tell how high of owned he is. Our optimizer is currently saying Pittman probably be around 15%, 17%. It's a large slate. Not really worried about it too much. Um, Saquon is coming in around 17 18%, too, so... It's okay. Not really worried about it. So I'll go Pittman and wide receiver and then a Giants D to open up some salary.
1: All right. You're looking good. You still have 28,000 left for five spots there, right? So average almost 5,500. So looking good as we roll over Joel with your 33,000 pots still left. Yes,
0: I am. uh, I'm feeling good about my my salary left and I'm actually going to do something. I rarely do, but, uh, I usually like my my strategy, especially in GPPs, is typically to go cheap QB and find a smash spot where they have a big day. But that's not what I'm going to do today. I'm going to lean in on the Jets stinking. If I already have this top pass catcher, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson, the man looking to get paid, and a smash opportunity against the Jets team I just don't believe in. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. I think he can do some damage with his legs. I think he'll. You know, I like the fact for Lamar that their running back situation is not looking good because then there's just more opportunity for him to get to play himself.
1: And I like what you did there with Lamar to Bateman. Um, you know, that's kind of what we talked about as a concept earlier. You don't always have to stack them, right? But, you know, in that situation, I think against the Jets team, I think it's really a good strategy there. Um, man, you guys really put some good ones up there. And um, I'm going to go with one of my. Cheaper options at receiver that I think has a lot of value, especially you named it earlier, Jay. In a high scoring game, I'm gonna go Rondale Moore from Arizona. I just think you know it's got to be they've already said they got to get more creative with Rondale Moore. He was such a Swiss army knife at Purdue. Um, we're gonna see him more in the backfield, and you know, we got to fade out this AJ Green era and get me some more Rondale Moore. And at four thousand dollars versus the Chiefs. I think we could have an exciting, exciting day with Rondell Moore.
2: That could work, man. That can work. Who's up next? Is it back to is it guess, me or, or is it, you got a I, double pick here? I got a double and you know, a lot of,
1: you know, there's a few out there, some of your giant shots, but it looks like I have a decent amount of money. I have 28,000 left for my last four. And with that, I'm going to go one more cheaper option, and I'm going to take Irv Smith at tight end. Jay, I took him in the draft last night um, at, like at 3400 This kid's out of Alabama. Some forget he got hurt um, after his rookie season. and um, But he had a last, I think, six or eight games last year. He was right there in targets and production with Dallas Goddard and – if I, if you're saying that name, Dallas Goddard's a lot more expensive. Irv Smith at 3,400. We could get a breakout here, especially in a game against Green Bay, where I do expect some points um, in that NFC North matchup.
0: Works All right, for me, man, Joe's up call. to you, right? I like it. I like it. All right, I'm actually gonna stick with that receiver on the same team that you picked from. I'm gonna go with Hollywood Brown. Um, yeah. And you know the the narrative with Hollywood is you know he played in college with Kyler. Yeah. They don't have Hopkins, so without Hopkins, there's gonna be more targets to go around. Thinking you know they might try and get him the ball, feed him early, get that report going. So another game that should be back and forth, a high scoring game. The game I'm targeting at 6200, I think that's a good value there.
2: I like it. High scoring game. So I got two picks. I'm gonna go. Let's go double running back here and let's see if I can spike the board here. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon, one in the flex, uh, one in the RB2 spot. Mixon, he's the bell cow. Eckler, bell cow. Uh, already got Devontae Adams. So I'm building a little game stack of this, this Vegas game, you know, Vegas Charger game. I think it's going to be one of the highest on the board here. So I'm going to go with uh, Eckler. I don't have to explain much on him. You know, he blew up the Raiders in both his starts last year. Guy should be good for, you know, five catches, good for at least a touchdown either through the air or from the ground. You know, the guy's just involved, man. PPR is involved. DK is going to be a great play pretty much every single week. As long as this guy stays healthy and keeps scoring touchdowns, great play. Mix in another bell cow. Look, I don't mind um, going with three RBs, especially cash games, single entry games. Nice price on Mixon, 7,100. He's one of the few bell cows left against any you know, any good defenses, bad defenses. It doesn't really matter. Went for close to 1,500 yards last year, 18 touchdowns. So I think Mixon's a, a good play on any week. And Pittsburgh, they should be down, and it should be a lot of the Mixon show, third, fourth, quarter, late. So Mixon, Eckler for me, locking up two good running backs.
1: I can't argue. I think that those are probably the two – Best values. I mean, you could argue maybe C Mac, but other of the high value running backs, those matchups are the best.
2: Good pick. I like Eli Mitchell a little bit better, but uh, he Dang. already took him off the board, buddy. Hey, my bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I was planning on taking one of those two guys for this pick, so I've got to pivot. I got to find those. Whatever. Again, obviously, I like those picks. Those are the good game scripts to target. Good matchups. So, value wise, I like. I love those backs that you took there. So my pivot, those were the guys I was in it before. So instead, I'm gonna go with Alvin Kamara. Uh I feel like people are kind of falling asleep on him a little bit this year. He tends he always tends to light up this Atlanta team. It's a division rivalry. This isn't the best. They're pretty weak defense over there in Atlanta. I don't know how, how healthy Michael Thomas is. So he should be the featured player in this offense. So give him a lot of looks in the seven K range still, I think uh it's a good a good way to round up my running backs here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kamar, and with Winston there now, I I think not Taysom Hill, uh, you do get a little bit more um, potential for catches out of the backfield too. So, yeah, Kamar, I I think he's going to have a good year again. And talking about good years, I've left myself some decent salary here with my last four positions, one being defense. I can probably spend up now, and one of them I'm going to spend up with what I think probably is the number one receiver in the NFL – it's Justin Jefferson. Um, that matchup, now, now I have two Minnesota Viking pass catchers here. So, really, I could have probably traded out Hurts for Cousins, but I, I still like this, this angle here of trying to attack the Green Bay secondary in a high-scoring game. Last year, Green Bay lost 31-3, I think, to the Saints on opening day. Um, came out slow. I think the Vikings are a real team to deal with, and Jefferson's ready to make a mark. So, I'll take him. And then I'm going to have to take an eagle uh, just to pair with Hertz, And I will go with his buddy, um, A.J. Brown, who they brought over in the offseason. I think there's good value here at 6,400. And I think if we could get just one scoring connection, I'm I'm in really good shape going down the road here. So that rounds out seven of my spots. I got 10,000 left. Moving over to Joel, you got 12,300 with three spots left. I
0: do. So I'm in a tough position here. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to round out this time. I also want to make sure I have enough money to make this next pick. So I'm going to just real quick do some math. And that's going to leave me enough. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Najee Harris. Um, I think with their quarterback situation in Pittsburgh, I think they're going to get him the ball early and often, give him as many touches as they can get. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to be able to score. So I think Listen, I don't know what this Pittsburgh offense is going to go post Ben Roethlisberger, but if they can keep pace, right? If they got to get some scores, I think Najee will be involved. So at 6,400, someone who's going to touch the ball as many times as he does, I think you get a good value there.
1: Like it. Especially in game where you need to score points. Yeah. To keep yeah. up.
0: For sure. So RJ,
1: three picks. Um,
2: you got 13 4. 13 4. All right. Um, Trying to figure out the math here. The math is the equation to figure out here. Because I can go two different ways here. Oh, man. And the good thing about this is you guys picked your quarterback. So, I don't need to pick my quarterback forever. So, I'm just going to keep my quarterback there. Chilling for a little bit. Uh, I need a tight end. I need a wide receiver here. Uh, I was going one way. And I might go a different way. Actually, no. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go... Kadarius Tony at 4100. Slide him in there. I was gonna go a different way uh, and go with Stix's guy, Nico Collins, but it's just not gonna work out for me. Had to make a late pivot? So if you guys want to slide Nico in, I know Sticks hit that prop yeah. earlier today. Um, these props, man. Like if you if you check out the Sharp app or you know hop on Twitter with me and Sticks or hop in our expert chat, these props are coming out. Like, I got Alan Robinson, Joe. I don't know if you, you follow us. Uh, me and Dave were talking or on serious. When Alan Robinson came out, his line for Thursday was 56 and a half. In certain spots now, it's up to like 64 and a half, 65 and a half. Everywhere is like 62 and a half and above. And even Nico Collins today opened, I think, at 34 and a half. Within hours, he's at 37 and a half. So if you see these lines early, you can attack them. Um, and we're going to try to help you out as much as possible. The Sharp app allows you to search across every platform uh, pretty damn quickly, and Ghost and our guy William are in the lab with sticks right now. Uh, while we're doing this fun stuff, they're, they're rolling out a player prop model, and they're working on the projection models as well to go out there and find that value for us. But attacking these props early, there's a lot of room there to really hit them nicely. So Nico was a, a hit that he took early. I might still get it. I still like Allen Robinson over 61. I think he goes over 50 in the first half. So I think they're going to pepper him with balls, but got a nice line. So whenever we see any good props out there, we'll definitely let you guys know and definitely hop in the sharp app because like, there's a Henderson play that I'm like itching to play on Thursday. I think his rush totals, like I Forgot what it was. I'll look at it. I think it's like 27 and a half. And I think he goes over that, but didn't bet that yet. And me and Dave are debating. Let me get your take on this. What do you think the over under... Rush attempt for Josh Allen is posted as right now. Joe, you got go, six and a half rush <laughs> attempts. I, I, know, I thought it was crazy high, <laughs> but then Dave said he kind of likes the over. I, I kind of like the under. I'm like, this guy's really going to run seven times against the Rams like week one. I can see it though, it's Josh Allen, but I don't know. It just seems crazy high for. He is a running quarterback, but at the same time, he's not like the guy you think who's just going to try to run the You know, run the ball down your throat too. So, thought that was high. I didn't bet it yet. Kind of like the under, but don't got the courage to bet the under yet.
0: I think I would take the under there. All right, I, you know, because listen, I'm now you know big braining myself here, but he's still he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah, week one. I, you would think they don't want him to take that many hits here this week, right? Obviously, in the playoffs, it's different and everything like that. But week one of the season, they might be a little bit more conservative than they will as the year goes on. So that's just my my big-braining theory of maybe taking the under there.
2: I agree to that. Do I get a second pick here, or is this my is pick? You do. All right, you so, so the, reason why, the reason why I didn't go Nico Collins, I was debating going at a couple different tight ends. Uh, I was looking at um, – you know, the, the Chargers, Gerald Everett. But I'm going to go with Brevin Jordan here, 3,100. You know, tight ends only really need five to seven points. If they score a touchdown, you're golden. He's 3,100, probably the third option in the past game. They're probably going to be down a bunch. Indianapolis Colts defense is good. I don't know how much. I think Davis Mills is underrated still. So they're going to be playing from behind most of this game. So I'm going to go with Brevin Jordan here um, at 3,100, um, which leaves me with 6,200 left for my quarterback. Which I'll be snagging in the next round.
1: All right, I like it. Brevin Jordan's a you know guy that the big target, right? And I, I know he put up a couple sneaky games last year, so I like the pick.
0: I like it as well. Um, I have to go value here at tight end, so I can afford a defense, and yep. you know, I got my eyes on Hayden Hurst. Uh, I like Great. I like that Cincinnati offense. I, again, I'm, I'm looking at that game as maybe one that might be able to be a little bit higher scoring than we might think. Um, you know, the focus is obviously going to be on those stud receivers. Word was that he's looked good in camp. So I do think it's a spot at 3,300. It's a pretty good value. He could probably sneak a touchdown in there at, uh, in that game.
2: If I didn't oh, get Mixon, I was looking at him too, man. Good call there, Joe. I like it.
1: I love it. I, I I saw something on the NFL live or somewhere today about how much he's <laughs> in the field for other players. And one of those other players is Jamar chase. So why not just plug yeah, him yeah. in as my flex? Um, let Hurst open up that field. Let me get some TDs. Now he wasn't great against Pittsburgh last year, but he did average about 15 points in his two games against them. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's got a decent secondary, but I think, you know, looking at value that I have left, I think that's the best spot for me to spend it and still have enough money on a decent defense. And I will go with the Philadelphia Eagles here because it's the Lions. And two, they shored up the defensive line and the secondary. They got your boy Bradbury, who's now found a way to play defense, right, after he couldn't play for you guys. Um, I think, you know, I think there's value. If you're looking at defenses, I never like spending for the top D unless it's a dream matchup. Jay like you said earlier something that 2000 3000 range I think is ideal you'll see one of two of those defenses from that low always spike up so why not the Eagles this week and I'll take them at 30 100.
2: yep and now yep. how yep. fun Joe how fun would it be if week 2 we come back on the show and the Eagles lose week 1 against yeah, the Lions yeah. like that'd be that'd be a great start to show I'm not even a Giants fan but there's so much damn hype around the Eagles man like they could easily win in the NFC East they're easily going to make the playoffs. They're easily going to like somehow, you know, make it a couple of games of playoffs. I've heard Super Bowl talk. I've heard they're coming out of the NFC. There is way too much hype. The I only thing that has me against the like against them actually doing well is the stat that I keep on hearing that no team in NFC East is like repeated. And the Giants are pretty damn bad. And Washington's even worse. So it's like. It's kind of like a two and a half horse race. Like if the Giants really play up and Daniel Jones plays well, they got a shot. Uh, I think their offense is going to be better than people think. But like, the Eagles really just have to beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are already banged up. So it's like, can the Commanders well, really pull it off? I don't know. Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before yeah. I, we before we anoint anyone the champion, Bryce Harper.
2: <laughs> I was
0: I am a realist. I'm not going to. The Giants. It's hard to be too optimistic based on what we've seen last year from the Giants. Like. The roster is going to be better, though. Here's what I'll say. From what I've heard, the defense has improved, too. they got a new defensive coordinator. They've looked good. But my biggest rating factor is for the Giants. If you actually look at the Giants' schedule, it is one of the weaker schedules. That it this. is. Think they 30. have such a weak schedule that the Giants could fall into eight or nine wins just because they don't mm-hmm. play that many good teams. And if that happens and they have some momentum at the end of the year, then kind of anything can happen once they, they get their feet under them. I listen. The Eagles have a better roster than the Giants. I, I'm not blind. I can see that.
1: But the Giants have a cupcake schedule. Anything gonna happen? I I don't disagree. I don't. I the whole NFC East has the easy schedule because they're playing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah,
0: and you as we see every year, the NFC East is wide open, right? We'll wide beat open. Up on, I mean. It's probably wrong for me to say it this way. I, I was going to say we beat up on each other, but it's probably the other way around. <laughs> they just all the teams stink and then they somehow end up. But at the end of the day, the teams are going to beat each other, so it'll be probably closer than, than people think. So with that being said, I'm going to take my last pick here, and I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins defense, right? I think we heard coming out of camp. The Dolphins defense was really good last year. I think they're getting overlooked um, this year. They're, they're a talented D. They got some playmakers. And you know the the word out of New England right now is like they don't even know who's calling plays. They don't really have an offensive coordinator. It sounds like things are a little messy. Uh, I'm sure Bill Belichick and crew will figure it out, but I'll roll the dice on a division rival that's a more talented defense in Week One.
2: There you nice go, man. There you go. Um, slide in uh, your boy Derek Carr in there uh, to complete that Devontae stack. Okay. Uh, so. Carvin hyping this guy up all year. I got bets against everybody that he's going to finish over Russell Wilson and a couple other uh, guys out there. I think for season long car and cousins can actually go out there and do some things for season long. So I'm going to, you know, take some shots and GPPs early in the season, see how he does. He's got some real receivers, not that Renfro or Waller are not real receivers, but adding Devonte Adams is is a big get for that offense. So. They're a pass-first offense. I don't think Jacobs is going to be running for 1,000 yards this year. So they're going to have to chuck the ball. They're in the AFC West. Coming out the gate, tough matchup against the Chargers. The Chargers definitely going to want to lay it to them after what happened last year um, in that back-and-forth game that probably should have ended in a tie, but yeah. ended up being ridiculous at the end. I don't even know how that happened, um, but it did. So that's the roster. Joe, before we we chop it up, I'm, I'm looking at the optimizers. I want to get you guys' take on a, on a couple players right now, it's way too early for ownership, but I'm going to read off some names. Um, and you know, Joel, Dave, just chime in, just tell me, you know, yes or no, if you're going to be getting shares of these players, um, at higher ownership, some of them, we already got on our lineups, Barkley, Jamar chase, Michael Pittman, but two other top running backs as far as ownership right now, obviously McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor, um, is it the week to pay up for these guys while they're healthy? You know, McCaffrey being one. Smash spot for Jonathan Taylor. Nobody drafted him. Thoughts on these two guys, Joe?
0: So my early lean for this week is uh, the fade the top of the, of the ridge. Can they can they smash? Of course it's possible. But I think you can build better, more compelling rosters by being a little bit more balanced. I think getting guys like Saquon, Kamara, Harris, I don't think is that big of a fall. And it allows you to be way more creative with the rest of your lineup.
2: Now, Dave, I'll ask you about a player. Travis, ATN popping around 17% really early in the week, though. It's obviously Tuesday. Any love for ATN? And also, DeAndre Swift, I know you're an Eagles guy, but Swift is guarding some ownership as well. You know, kind of fair price, Swift at 6,800, ATN at 5,600 here.
1: Yeah, I think ATN does have value, Um you know, Doug Pearson, the new head coach in Jacksonville, does like to get the ball to his running backs, calls a very good screen game. Uh, James Robinson, they said will play, but man, how much? I'm not so sure. Um, so I do think ETN sees somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 18 touches, which is good enough for me in that game um, to really garner some value. So I do think ETN was someone I, I was targeting right around that Antonio Gibson air. I just. Um, I shied on the side of a guy that I think will get a little bit more touches, but yeah, ETN value. Uh, listen, Swift has value. There's no doubt about it. And Detroit, you know, I saw a stat. Goff is I think four and zero against the spread in week one games uh, that he started. Uh, he tends to show up that early in the season. Detroit's a fighter. We watch them on hard knocks. Swift can put up points. I, I think that I think there's value in him too. I think there's value in both. And like you guys said, that top. Do I want to pay 9100 for Taylor when I could probably pay 10000 for those two guys? No. I'd, I'd rather pay for the balance.
2: Joe, question low-owned running backs. I took Hilaire coming in at 6%. Um, one of you guys took Eli Mitchell on me. He's 3%. <laughs> also, you got Antonio Gibson coming in at 5% and then Chase Edmonds at 4%. And then you got two guys who were kind of questionable, doubtful, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Not really getting much ownership, but talk to me about first Hilaire, Mitchell, um, and Antonio Gibson. Any love for those guys? And then prior to Sunday, if Dobbins is out and Sanders is out, are you looking to pivot to any of those two guys' backups? Yeah, so
0: on the latter, I will be interested in the backups. I will not be as interested in Dobbins and Sanders because of the injury concern. If they play, I assume they'll split carries. I don't think they're going to full workload, so I think if they play – it's a fade situation because you know, just there won't be enough carries for anyone. If they're out, I think it does make it interesting. I think the, whoever ends up getting the bulk of the carries for Baltimore, uh, whether it's Mike Davis, even if it is him, he's probably worth looking just because it's going to be pretty cheap and getting a, in a pretty good position um, for the guys that you listed with Hilaire and, and Mitchell. I like them both. I think Mitchell is one of the most undervalued running backs this year. I think his price tag is going to go way up. If he stays healthy this year, they're going to run the ball a lot. They should be even more running room with him with a running quarterback. Um, so I, as long as he's healthy, I think Mitchell is good, going to be in a great position. And hilarious there's question marks, right? I think he could be way better than people are giving him credit for, being he might be he now the number two playmaker and one of the most explosive offenses in the league. But I can also see him seeding carries this year to some other guys. So it can go either way. Uh, you know, a low percent owned in week one is probably the week to, to roll the dice.
2: If he falls into the end zone three times, that'd be nice. Um, quarterbacks, real quick, let's go through a couple. Jalen Hurts coming in as the most popular. I think we all kind of – some we can only pick one quarterback, but we all kind of slept on uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray going, you know, mano y mano in one of the higher-scoring games. So I think they're both definitely playable. Um, Justin Herbert, obviously playable. Joe Burrow, obviously playable. You know, those are obvious guys. You get shares of all these guys because they're really good at football. Um, Lamar Jackson, you had, you know, one of you guys had Lamar. One of you guys had Jalen. Great plays. Um, I got sniped in our Win Daily League on Lamar Jackson. I was like, just one pick away, and I had to spitefully take Jalen Hurts after, which I don't like. So, Dave, if you want him, he's all yours. Um, But if you're not playing Saquon, Joe, any love for Danny Dimes in in a 5K spot against Tennessee he's got the weapons this year right and if Saquon's catching four or five passes you can even play him with a Saquon lineup I want you to give me your take on him and then also there's going to be some guys some people playing Jameis Winston and also I I believe you know Justin Fields probably doesn't get much ownership but Trevor Lawrence at 5600 against probably the worst defense in the commanders thoughts on Trevor Lawrence and like I said thoughts on Danny Dimes
0: even as a Giants fan, no. I, I, so one of the first guys I put in this week was Danny Dimes. I've since – now my, my new favorite value is actually Jameis Winston.
2: Mine too. I, I was going to say yeah. that. I agree. I
0: and think he's going to be the uh, most
2: popular of the cheap guys. That's the only thing I'm worried yeah. about.
0: But Danny Dimes is totally in play. Tennessee, I mean, the funnel – their defense where they're pretty good against the run, they're not great against the pass. This is a spot for Danny Dimes to have a good game. And my strategy typically, especially, as I said earlier, in these big GPPs, is find one of these low salaried QBs you're going to need to get the week where they hit a smash but when they do now you've filled out your roster with way higher salary position players who are more likely to be smash plays and the most likelihood of you hitting a quarterback who's cheap that throws 3Ds is more likely than hitting a 3k receiver or something that that
2: smashes yeah yeah i do think Daniel Jones I'll, I'll have him in a couple Trevor Lawrence have him in a couple Mariota maybe, Jameis Winston for sure. Take him in one or two. He's definitely he'll probably be the more popular of the cheaper guys. I feel like a lot of people flock to. They see the Falcons' defense, but I do think Trevor Lawrence, like Washington, was terrible last year. He's in play as well. Wide receivers. Let's go over some popular guys. Obviously, it's going to be the top end. It's going to be more popular. Um, Pittman's popular. Jamar Chase popular. Rondell Moore, Tony's popular. Michael Thomas coming in at 5,700 if he plays. Still got some question marks. His popular. T. Higgins, slightly popular. A.J. Brown as well. Bateman. Um, those are going to be guys that a lot of people are rostering. That's why I kind of like Devontae Adams because people go going to, you know, everybody but Devontae in a, in a good matchup. So he's coming in a little bit lower, sub 10%. It's still very early in the week. Um, what are you guys expecting out of Baker Mayfield? I, I don't like the guy as a quarterback. Um uh, DJ Moore though, kind of cheap against Cleveland. If Baker's really gonna stick it to him, thoughts on some DJ Moore at six thousand.
1: I, I I really like DJ Moore. Overall as a player, I like DJ Moore, but also with Baker. Um DJ Moore is, you know, kind of one of those guys that really can run a lot of those shorter, um, more compact, you know, even the wide receiver screen routes and, and can run with the ball. And I, I just think with Baker, you know i'm not sold he's that guy that can just rip it down the field to the bigger receivers he needs a dj more he was like the jarvis landry so i think he's going to rely on him and i think he's going to have a nice week because like you said i think baker is going to try and stick it to him he's going to overplay a little and i think dj Moore might be the recipient of that so i don't like baker as a fancy player but i do like dj Moore. i agree with you Joel, this I game actually,
2: could, yeah go joe
0: I'm sure. gonna, I i like baker this week i like him from the notion of The narrative right yeah he wants to stick it to them and there's the other narrative
2: though that they get he gets smashed into the floor there's the other side of that that, you know there you know but
0: where i'll roll the dice is
2: if there is an opportunity for them to
0: pad his stats they're going to take it because they want to go into this week to let him be their guy give him some confidence coming out of the week feeling good about being their team so like Listen, it could go the other way where he can just get smashed, sacked 15 times, throw three picks, and be benched by halftime. That's possible, too. But I think if things are going well for them and he's playing well, they're going to keep the pedal to the metal and step on the gas and let him get a pan his stats as much as they can.
2: Another question. I know you guys both cover the NCAA game better than most, man. And you guys got your show on Friday. Look, th- this, this game is not going to be a game that I'm going to watch a minute of, I'll be honest the Jaguars versus the commanders, but Dotson was a guy at 3,400. I was kind of looking at as one of the cheap plays um, going against the Jags. And then my second part of that question, either of you want to answer it, who's the number one receiver for the Jags at this point? Have you guys decided on who that is? Cause maybe it's not relevant this week, but something you have to keep on your radar next week. Do we see a progression average Trevor Lawrence? And if so, is he going to spread the ball around or you know, Tony's been saying for a while that everybody's going to kind of eat their words with a big Christian Kirk sign-in, and, and Kirk might go out there and be that guy. Any love for this game at all and the value in Dotson or, or Christian Kirk or another Jags receiver?
0: So, I if I had to pick one, I do think it's Kirk. I think Kirk's a good player. If anyone's going to rise here, I do think it's Kirk. But my controversial take is I think Trevor Lawrence is very overrated. I don't think he's going to be good. And I just don't think he's the guy. So if you're banking on Trevor Lawrence and this team, I just don't think you're going to get there. I think he's a guy that people have overrated. He's not that good. But if you want to pick the number one guy on the team, I would probably go with Kirk.
1: I would too. And I'll I'll even give Yvonne good checking in. Um, Love when you check into the shows. Thanks for looking in and uh, giving us a shout and a watch and a like, I hope. But, Jay, you asked about Washington. I think Dotson has clearly moved up to the number two. I think there's question marks about Curtis Samuel. You know, he was such a bad signing. Um, So I think there's value in Dotson. I also agree it's got to be Kirk, right, for what you spent. But does it have to be Kirk by week six or seven? Probably not. But this week it would be Kirk for me.
2: Joe, I want to ask you one more question. wide receivers before we start over to tight ends real quick. The Giants. Is there a clear pecking order in these wide receivers right now? Who's one? Who's two? Who's three? I don't know if anybody took uh, Wandell at 3K um, in their lineups, but Wandell is 3K. Um, thoughts there? And do you do you have a gut feel on how the targets going to be breaking down? I took Tony. Um, I know you got Saquon. Thoughts on how that rolls out for the Giants this year?
0: The Giants are a mess. That's my thought. So, uh, as you're not going to get
2: a clear answer, so I load think- up three K. Wondell, let's go. <laughs> no, actually, that that is my try.
0: I think is going to be on the field, so a three K. I don't think there's a big difference between any of the guys. that will be on the field, so you're getting a guy at three K that will be there. He's probably the best way to go for value. I think Tony's the best player, but he's always hurt. He hasn't been practicing, so I don't know how involved he'll be. Week one because of the injury, even though he is probably the best receiver in the in the room. I think Galladay right now is don't touch him. Like until he shows you something, you just, I, I'm a 3 receiver play for the Giants to be you,
2: so. He's still got too much money in his pocket. He's got to let oh. some of that money fall out so he starts practicing again. Um, I got one more court, uh, one more wide receiver question. Uh, it's early in the week. I came off serious, I think Sunday or Monday, and randomly Alan Lazard was like running off the practice field. I haven't seen anything yet. But if Lazard doesn't play, who do you go to in Green Bay? And if Lazard does play, Are you going to Lazard as the one going against, you know, Minnesota's defense is one you want to target. Obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers, number one receivers, kind of do good um, in fantasy football. So thoughts there. If Lazard plays, if Lazard doesn't play.
0: My actually take is if Lazard doesn't play, it's actually going to make me much higher on Jones and uh, Dylan. Dylan? I think those are the playmakers. I think they'll get them involved. Um I'm I, I'm still going to take a wait and see approach on the other receivers in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, for me it's Dubs though because let's I, is there a Watson Dave? Before Watson. we go on Dubs, is Watson like ready to go at this point? Well, like we yeah, he's ready to play. That's what I read. Okay. Right. Um, and and then if you look at the separation salaries, I mean they did say yeah he's hopeful knee injury, but they think he's playing like all right. <laughs> With that aside, 5,100 or 3,000, two rookie receivers taken in the first three rounds of the draft, that's a big salary gap. I'll take a chance on the younger guy since we don't know either. Like Joel said earlier, we really won't know a lot about certain teams until week six. That's a coin flip, and I'll take the the side that says 3,000 or 5,100.
2: All right. Big question of the night. You're making a lineup. Travis Kelsey, tight end, most popular tight end, probably going to be that way for the first couple of weeks. Joe, are you taking the fade on Kelsey? Are you going to be with the field, above the field? Let's say he comes in around 20%. What's your take on Kelsey in his matchup? I know you drafted Juju, but you're going to make more than one lineup, of course. Uh, Where are you at with Kelsey this year?
0: I think for the year, I'm very high on Kelsey. I think he's going to have a really good season. I think he's going to get thrown to a ton. Um, Arizona was really good against set ends last year. Now, is that going to be good again this year? I don't know, but... I don't know if this is the best week where I'm going to be all over Kelsey, especially at a really high ownership against a team that did pretty well against tight ends last year. So I'm I'm probably going to be higher on Mark Andrews, who the Jets were really bad at covering tight ends, and they don't really have many other ways places to go and on offense, uh, and play that ownership game for for week one.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, last question I got for you, Dave. Um, defenses. You're looking at the top end. Um, There's some good ones, obviously. You got the Niners versus Chicago and Justin Fields. You got the Ravens versus maybe Flacco, maybe Wilson. Saints versus Mariota. Um, Where are you at at the top end here? If you were to play one of the top ends and you're going to pay up for a defense, Niners, Ravens, Saints, Colts, they're all in line against really shitty teams on paper, but you know what can come, come down to it when it's, you know, week one of the NFL, one of these teams might lose somehow. What's your thoughts on the top end of defenses?
1: I'll give you that in a second. I mean, I can't let this comment go away, right? Let me just, while I have my second here. I like it. All right, we'll just leave that up for a minute there. Um, But, no, you know, my favorite one is probably the Colts up there. They led the league last year in in turnovers created. Um, It was, you know, they didn't even, they led the, NFL, I think, in turnover margin as well. I think they created 33. And if you go back to 20, um, they also created 30 in that season too. So it's consistently they're creating the pressure up front and they're forcing turnovers. You've got a Houston team. Davis Mills obviously kind of came out of nowhere last year. But in the end, I, I think a Colts team that consistently forces turnovers creates sacks versus a Houston team that's not a very good offense. Um, I, would, I would probably like them the most at the top.
2: Okay, okay. You guys lock any bets yet? The show is pretty much done from a DFS perspective. It's early in the week. Lines are obviously out. It's Tuesday night, 10 o'clock. We're about 48 hours from watching, less than 48 hours, maybe 46 hours from watching the Bills versus the Rams. Any takes here early on in the season? Any bets you made, Joe? Dave, I know you've been crushing bets in the MLB. Are you guys locking any bets yet? Any props that you're looking at? What you guys thinking right now? Dave, I'll say early on,
1: I am looking at Eli Mitchell's rushing yards. Uh, We talked about him earlier and he was one of our, you know, favorite picks there 59 and a half. I think, you know, if he gets the volume, he's got that by halftime. Um, I think I'm willing to take a chance that he is going to get that volume. The only guy that I think could get, take some of that away from him is Trey Lance. Um, So in the end, I I think we're going to see a very controlled game with a rookie quarterback, a game that they're going to want to try and run the ball. Um, So I like Eli Mitchell. That's one of the props early on that I'm definitely hammering.
2: Joe, you got anything you looked at you haven't looked at the board much? So for this week,
1: early on, I guess mainly
0: Thursday, I've looked at I'm with you guys on Allen Robinson props. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a good game. They're they're underrating him a bit. So whether I have the receptions one in, I think I have over five and a half. Um, But I think yards makes a lot of sense too. In terms of, of season long, uh, two guys that I just have my own props that, I'm, that I like. I like. I think Joe Mixon is going to have a huge year. I love taking Joe Mixon over props, whether it's yards or touchdowns. Um, and on the season-long side, I also am interested in buying up some shares of. I know it's it's a little gross right now, not gross, but Ceedee Lamb. Right, I think there's just nowhere else for them to go. And you know, with Cooper gone, I think he's just going to be fed a lot of targets. He disappointed last year but I'm going to buy the talent and the opportunity of these
2: Cowboys. Joe, I got a bet that I bet you I can convince you to make. You want to hear it? Sure. Mr. Saquon Barkley, plus money, anytime, touchdown score, plus 120. You might even be able to get it somewhere better. I'm just looking on DraftKings right now. That's basically saying the Giants are going to score a touchdown because if they're anywhere near the goal line, I don't see anybody else getting a touchdown week one but Saquon Barkley. Like Derrick Henry in that game is minus 170 just to kind of have a little bit of a you know, uh, an idea of what the RB1 for the other team is working with. I think the Giants going to score a touchdown. And if the Giants score a touchdown, I would have to think Saquon Barkley is the guy who gets it. It's not going to be Kenny Galladay. We've already achieved that. Um, Can Daniel Jones really throw a touchdown? He hasn't done too many of that. So, Saquon plus 120, you want to put a couple dollars down on that?
0: I agree. I don't think Saquon to score a touchdown should be plus odds. I mean, he should be the favorite of anyone to score. They're going to score a touchdown – uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably would have put that at, like, minus 120 or it's minus minus. It's got
2: to be at least minus something. It shouldn't yeah. be plus anything in my eyes. I'm actually going to look at it a sharp app right now, see if you can maybe get a better line. I thought that was kind of shocking when I saw it, man. It didn't really make sense to me, but let's see here. I mean, look, look, keep
0: in mind, even if they do throw it, the most likely they'll throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. They'll get a screen pass or something like that, and then they get it. So
2: Yeah, the uh, best he, lines on DraftKings, Caesars has it at plus 105, FanDuel plus 115. So there you go, man. Saquon Barkley, anytime, touchdown scorer to end this thing right now. Let me get this thing out of here. There you go. Looking good already. So, Joe, get us out of here, man. Tell them where to go. Or uh, You want me to do it now? You do it. You you go. You do it. You do it. You do it. Go. go, That's
0: a wrap. That's a wrap. Listen, go get – how often do you get a free sign-up? Go sign up. Try it out. Get the NFL. It's going to be way more fun when you're hitting bets and you're getting winners and you're leaving Sunday night with – you know, dinner and rent paid for thanks to the smart best that you made. So go take advantage of this free trial. It's probably never going to happen again. I've never seen anything like this. So get out there now while you can. Good luck this week. It's going to be a ton of fun kicking off the season. We'll see you next week. We're another draft.